1: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1327. Today it's a Rebels briefing on Jedi Knight episode 10 from season 4 of Star Wars Rebels. Punch it, Chewie.
0: Hey, this is Matt Moore from Comics with Kenobi, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast.
1: Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Boivod, and standard disclaimer for (laughs) Rebel stuff, this is a full spoiler podcast, so if you have not seen the episode and don't want it spoiled for you, then save this for a later date. Otherwise, if you've seen it or you don't mind it being spoiled, then let's just go, all right? So, disclaimer made. Now, I think that I've been trying to figure out a way around the possibility of what happened in Jedi Knight. And, yeah, (laughs) talking about all the things with Yoda and the four years in between the end of Rebels and Return of the Jedi, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's trying to apply logic to every possibility. But, you know, we've been talking about Kanan dying for the better part of a year, and it finally has come to pass. And the thing of it is, is that I feel like Kevin Kiner's soundtrack actually gave it away long before the actual event happened at the end of the episode. I don't know if you noticed this, but the soundtrack of the episode was really understated, muted. It was not the same kind of driving, action-oriented music that we're used to from Rebels. It was definitely a much lower key, a much more gentle approach. Actually, gentle is the word that I used as i I was watching the episode and just going, this just seems really soft, not in a bad way, like just, you know, observationally, it felt very soft. It felt like they were not playing this the way that they normally would if it had been any other Rebels adventure. And so here's the in-brief on the episode. Of course, it's all about rescuing Hera for the most part. You know, there are a couple of other things of import as well, and we'll get to those. But the rescue of Hera, Kanan tells Ezra that Ezra needs to lead this mission because Kanan is essentially compromised because of the way he feels about Hera. And the cutting of his hair and the shaving of his beard, well, in the Rebels recon episode for Jedi Knight and Doom recapping it, All they talk about is Kanan in in a transitional phase that he knows somehow that he is moving on to something else, but they don't really explain it any further than that. One of the, the folks they interviewed suggests that it's about him preparing for battle and sort of getting his affairs in order, as it were. I don't know if that fully explains it for me. I really am kind of attached to what we talked about on a previous episode this past weekend about the idea of the samurai and cutting the top knot is a means of demonstrating that they are no longer going to be part of the samurai way that they are leaving that behind, which is essentially what Kanan is doing when he decides that he is going to just fully embrace his love for Hera and hope that she does the same, which is, you know, certainly fulfilled at the end of this episode. And so the rescue plan involves those gliders that look like Loth bats, and I guess at this rate, every animal on Lothal is basically named after Lothal. It's a Loth bat, a Loth rat, a Loth cat, a Loth wolf. Like, I can't wait to learn about the first animal on Lothal that isn't named Loth something, but be that as it may. They get to Governor Price's office, or actually, they get to this Imperial Dome in Capital City, and Governor Price's office is six stories below where they're at. So, Ezra and Sabine go to find a more powered ride out of the joint, and Kanan goes to rescue Hera, but not before he happens to pass the office of Admiral Thrawn, who is not there. Again, more about that in a moment. But the Calicori is there, and so he actually manages to steal it back for Hera, Kanan does. And as for Hera herself, well, she's getting tortured just for the sheer pleasure of it by Governor Price for a while, until finally Governor Price decides to start asking her about the rebel fleet, to no avail. And so that's when the interrogation droid gets involved and she gets shot up with the truth serum and whatnot. And just in time for, you know, Kanan to show up and for the episode's moments of humor, which are desperately needed under the circumstances, but with Hera under the truth serum, she actually gets to be very funny. And it all leads up to this moment, which, you know, in the annals of Star Wars, I don't know if there's been an occasion where if someone says, I love you, the person replies, I love you, too. I don't think it's happened. And we have a new entry in the I love you response situation. I love you. <sighs> Must be the truth here I'm talking. And yes, the moment between them is all too brief, thanks to Governor Price and her very bad decision, it's going to turn out, to destroy those fuel pods that Hera and Kanan are standing on. I mean, yeah, she ends up getting Kanan for the bargain, but the price may be a little bit too steep, as we will find out when we talk about the next episode, Doom but they did give Kanan a heroic sendoff, an appropriately heroic sendoff considering the character's history. I think they served him well, and if you watch the Rebels Recon episode, which I will embed that video at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com, you can hear the story and actually see the reactions of the actors in the studio about how Dave Filoni handled the directing of this final scene in the episode about the fact that when he gave the actors the pages that would specifically be atiyah sakar and taylor gray and vanessa marshall and freddie prince jr they had all but the last two pages of the script sound vaguely familiar you know it before he actually directed the scene he came into the studio and showed him or showed them the storyboards and explained the scene and they actually were acting that in the emotional aftermath of them learning about what was going to happen and i have to give the star wars rebels creative team some kudos because it's not easy to kill off a major character and you know they haven't done a lot of major character deaths in any of these cartoons. I mean, yeah, you could call Maul a big death and that's fine, but I'm talking about heroes, right? They don't kill off very many heroes and certainly not ones as big as Kanan Jarrus. That takes a lot of effort and I'm not saying that I think the show is better because oh yeah now it's dark and they you know did this really deep thing by killing off the character or anything like that no it's really more just the act of courageous storytelling and realizing that death is necessary to advance a certain level of storytelling and specifically a level of character development it's a true expression of that old phrase, addition by subtraction, which is really kind of hard to get your head around (laughs) just in the abstract. But in a situation like this, you can see how the loss of Kanan is going to push these characters in new directions. And maybe it's time that they got that push, especially Ezra, since ultimately this is Ezra's show. So I'm going to take a quick break and then all the other ramification things that I've been hinting at with Thrawn and Price and whatnot, we'll talk about those briefly after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, no sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please, leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Shh! Welcome back. So, in a strange case of the Empire having only so much money to go around, Governor Tarkin shows up in this episode having a conversation with Thrawn via hologram, Tarkin's the hologram, and tells Thrawn that his TIE defender program is at risk because Orson Krennic is asking for more and more, you know, funds and resources for his project Stardust, which ties into Rogue One naturally. And of course, Stardust is the code name for the Death Star project. So that's a fun bit of stuff that goes on in the episode. And Thrawn actually has to go off to Coruscant to meet with Emperor Palpatine and discuss his TIE Defender program and basically sing for his supper and say, here's why you should fund the TIE Defender program and not whatever nonsense Orson Krennic is up to. And it's for that particular reason that Governor Price is on her own and has to deal with the rebel rescue attempt on her own. And she certainly doesn't think in the same strategic manner as Thrawn does because she orders her at drivers to shoot the fuel pod just blowing it up. And yeah, they got Kanan, but they also destroyed this giant fuel depot. I'm sure they have other fuel depots around, but A, maybe not. And B, even if they do, they just destroyed a huge amount of fuel. And I don't think Thrawn is going to be happy with that. And thankfully, we didn't have to wait long to find out the answer to that, because Doom, of course, came on right afterward. And I'm going to talk about Doom in detail on tomorrow's episode of the podcast. In the meantime, that is going to do it for today, and in honor of the death of Kanan Jarrus, we are going to go silent into the end of this podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And Hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's destiny unleashed.
0: This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall